Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is the power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Hello. So one of the biggest requests that I get from my clients and from moms and literally from myself is tell me how I can balance my hormones, but keep it simple. Like let's do this in a way that I can do with toddlers. Let's do this in a way I can do with a busy job. Let's do this in a way I can do with toddlers and a busy job, which are just maybe where a lot of us really are. And so What I want to talk to you about this morning is four simple ways to support your periods with nourishment. And we're going to keep this very much straight to the point. And I will give you resources as well, because I have seen that nourishment is the baseline that I come back to every single time I'm looking to improve something with my health and exactly where I start with my clients every single time as well, because Nourishment is so incredibly key in our bodies. And if you were to ask yourself, you know, do you, do you think that you're malnourished or undernourished? I feel like a lot of times the answer would be no, because it's easy to think like, well, I'm eating plenty, like probably eating too much. And I'm using air quotes, right? If you were to kind of just assess yourself, but what I've actually found to be the case is that with most of the women that I work with, we find that they actually are not eating enough. And they're not eating consistently. And so blood sugar balance can be a big issue. But also going back to liver function, the liver needs nourishment to not only help your body produce hormones well, to detoxify your hormones, and then also to keep your blood sugar balanced so that you have energy. And so nourishment is a huge piece of all of that. And that's why we're not diving into a bunch of fancy liver detoxes or things like that, because truly when our bodies have what they need nourishment wise, we see such big changes long-term. So I have four quick points to go over with you today. And we're going to start with my very favorite that I will start with every single time. And that is eating breakfast. So I know that intermittent fasting is popular in the space of Googling how to fix your hormones. And most of, I will actually go into intermittent fasting on a much deeper level in a future episode, because I think it's really important to understand the physiology there. And the basics are that basically we have been doing all the studies on intermittent fasting that have all of these blood sugar regulation properties and energy and blah, blah, whatever it is that you've heard about intermittent fasting Most of those studies have been done on men and potentially also 
menopausal women, so women who are not cycling. And there have been quite a few studies that have come out more recently that have showed that the effects on cycling fertile women are actually exactly the opposite. So all that to say, let's talk about breakfast. Eating breakfast within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up in the morning actually does so much to help support your liver function, your blood sugar balance for the day and your energy long-term. And so what that looks like is when your body has been resting overnight for eight to 10 hours, or you've been fasting for about that amount of time, a healthy liver can store glycogen, which is the stored form of glucose for about that long, maybe about eight hours to 10 hours at the most. And after that period, you're starting to break down other tissues in your body for energy. And while that could sound really good, like, oh, maybe it's fat that I'm breaking down. Often it's not fat. And you actually need to use your stress hormones to break down that fat because at that time it's an emergency response in your body. And that's not something that you want to get into every single day. So eating breakfast right away in the morning and eating something specifically with carbs and protein together can help start to replenish those glycogen stores in your liver and help give your body some energy to go on. And it creates a signal of safety, which is something you're going to hear me talk about a lot because creating safety in our bodies ultimately creates energy and hormone balance long-term. So what does that look like? I get a question a lot of times like, well, I'm not really hungry in the morning, so I shouldn't eat, right? Because I need to listen to my body and it's not giving me the signals. Well, if you've been ignoring those signals for a long time, a lot of times they won't be there, but I usually see hunger signals return honestly pretty quickly within a couple of weeks once you start to nourish consistently in the morning. So a couple of my quick favorites for an easy early breakfast. I am very similar to you in most cases that I don't really want to get up and make a whole big breakfast in that quiet time. If I've managed to get up before my children, I'm not going to waste 30 minutes making breakfast. So don't worry about that. One of my favorites is a milk drink that I like to make really simple, just milk, collagen, honey, and vanilla. And sometimes I'll put an egg yolk as well. I've shared that recipe before on my Instagram, and I also have it in my recipe guide, which I'm going to share in the show notes as well. I like that. I like doing just a really simple smoothie in the morning, like fruit, milk, some sort of protein, blend it for two seconds. You're good to go. I've also done something as simple as like applesauce with collagen. So any of those things can be really simple. You're still getting the carbs and the protein together so you can get something nourishing in your body right away. And then you can go on with your morning. And if you have something that small first thing in the morning, I highly recommend eating a real breakfast a couple hours later. And that's what I generally do. So eating breakfast is number one. Number two is raw carrot salad. This is Dr. Ray Pete's carrot salad. He's the one who's done the research on this and it's become pretty popular. So if you've heard of it and you're already doing it, I'm proud of you. If you've heard of it and you're not doing it, maybe this is your sign to start doing it. And if you haven't heard of it, I'm going to kind of go into that next. So the raw carrot salad is really just shredded or ribboned carrots, a little bit of oil. It can be MCT oil, coconut oil. If you're in a time of the year where it's liquid at room temperature, you can also use a good quality olive oil or avocado oil. I get asked a lot about the oils. So something like that. Um, a little bit of salt and then apple cider vinegar would be ideal. And you can also use another type of vinegar as well. So those three components really act as a 
cleanser for the gut, and they actually specifically bind to excess estrogen that has been already removed from your body and it's in the gut, already removed from your circulation, and it's ready to be detoxified. But a lot of times if our guts are a little bit sluggish or we're not moving things well, or we just don't have any real good fiber to bind to that estrogen in the gut, you can have estrogen be reabsorbed, which can continue hormone problems. So carrot salad on a daily basis is ideal for supporting your hormones and your gut. Actually, now I always get asked, can I just do a raw carrot? Yes, you can just do a raw carrot. Do try to get at least one whole carrots worth per day, but you are going to get more benefits from having the vinegar and the oil as well as more of a scrub for the gut and a little bit more of a disinfectant almost for the gut. And so With that being said, the ideal is actually to do the carrot salad as much as possible. And if you just have a day that it's not going to happen, then eat a raw carrot and that's fine. If you hate carrots, then the alternatives are really well-cooked mushrooms and or bamboo shoots. Those are two other things that have similar properties in supporting estrogen detox and kind of working some of those things out of the gut. Number three, around your period eating anti-inflammatory foods is really, really ideal. And what I mean by this is actually not a crazy anti-inflammatory diet or like an AIP paleo diet. I truly mean looking at what foods you can add in that are going to be anti-inflammatory. So definitely focus on taking out things like vegetable oils, high fructose corn syrup, processed foods, things like that. That's not going to help you at any time of your life and especially not before your period. Some of the foods that you can actually add in though to really support your body in its inflammatory response around your period and also to support things like cramping and pain. Some of my favorites are turmeric and ginger and there are multiple ways that you can get those things in. You can do capsules, whether that's something you buy or even making your own homemade capsules with like veggie capsules and your organic powdered turmeric and ginger that you have. You can use fresh turmeric and ginger just in your food or even getting an organic ginger ale or a ginger drink from the store. Any of those are really good options. And then I also really like making golden milk around my period. And I've made that kind of a ritual around my period, especially the first day to just support that inflammatory response and help support my body. And honestly, it's something that I just really liked to drink as well. So it kind of was something to look forward to with my period. And all of these recipes that I'm mentioning are in my recipe book that I'm linking as well. So food-wise, there's so much that you can do, but I think that it's really important to also realize that our nourishment doesn't just come from food. And so when I'm talking about nourishment, I'm actually talking about the way we're nourishing our bodies as a whole, not just with food, but also with exercise and with sleep and with rest and community and all of these things, because these are all ways that we can fill our cups and love our bodies as well. So my number four actually has nothing to do with food. And I want to talk to you about nourishing your body with rest and space before your period. So in week four, that last week of your cycle, when things like PMS can come up and moodiness and things like that, it's also common to have that lower physical energy and sometimes lower social energy as well. And wherever this comes up for you, it's different for everyone, but maybe it's a couple days before your period. Maybe it's a whole week before wherever you are right now, 
it's really helpful to just take a little bit of notice, number one, and start to create a little bit more space for yourself for rest before your period. And so what that can look like can really change based on who you are and what you have going on in your life. But it can be as simple as knowing that two days before your period, you generally feel more tired or you generally notice you're a little more snappy and creating space for yourself by asking for help in that area. So maybe it looks like three days before, if I'm using the example of two days before your period, you start to feel crabby. Then what about three days before asking for the night off? from something, whether it's everything or literally from dishes, or maybe you just set aside time to take a bath once the kids go to bed, looking for whatever that space is in your life right now versus using the big overarching excuse basically of like, I just need a vacation. I just need to get away from everything. Well, while that may or may not actually help you, what you can do right now today is what's going to make the most impact. So thinking about what you actually love and what can fill your cup sometimes can feel hard as a mom. And that's a space that I would love for you to get back to is actually just giving yourself a little bit of space to think about that as well. And just plan for it for yourself. Those few days before your period, it can go such a long way toward not only having a better mood before your period, but actually having a better period as well. Because as we start to build these things over time, it doesn't take very long usually for you to start to see those results in your period itself and in your mood and your, the, your emotions and your energy before and around your period. So just creating that space and basically loving yourself by telling yourself you're worthy of a little bit more space in your schedule or in your life can make a really big difference, not only in your mood and energy in that moment that you're taking the space, but actually the next couple of days as well. And as you're moving into your period. So each of these tips is something that you can take separately, but I would actually recommend that you use them all together. But as always take the one that seems like it will be the most impactful for you or the one that you haven't tried yet and start there and then slowly and consistently add in the other step. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for listening. And I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course Nourish Your Hormones is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Leisha Drews and send me a message if you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you.